Hello, and welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, your podcast for all things Thomas and Friends related, Shining Time Station, etc., etc. I'm Orion. And I'm Tony. And today we will be covering the next three episodes in season two of Thomas. Uh, last time that we were with you, we covered uh, the first three episodes of season two, Double Trouble, A Cow on the Line, and Birdie's Chase. Today, we will be covering uh, Saved from Scrap, Old Iron, and A New Friend for Thomas. So uh, we'll have uh, those uh, next three episodes on the way for you. And um, wherever you have those episodes available, you can uh, go ahead and uh, get that ready. And uh, on Saved from Scrap, go ahead and press play now. Saved from Scrap is a great episode, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It's a um, it's a fine episode, and particularly strong is this opening sequence. I think it's it's a strength of this season to open with a shot like that, um, as opposed to more of what they would have done in season one, which would have been flatter um, and had um, instead a shot of one engine or two engines moving. One moving towards the camera, one moving away from the camera at Knapford Station, or um, just a static shot of them uh, in the sh- uh, the engines in Tibbeth Sheds, just to right. zoom in on that, or um, maybe a slight slight movement in the yard. But this one really uh, opens it up, uh, and we I love that Knapford Yard set. I believe yeah. that's and a name for that, right? They, um, they did learn from their uh, from season one, where season one is very desolate. It's very empty. Uh, season two is much more filled with movement. Definitely, and I, I just love that set, and I love um, uh, uh, just the, the movement in that. It's and season five particularly also felt that way. So many scenes started out at the docks like right. that. Um, uh, particularly I'm thinking of the beginning of Horrid Laurie feels quite similar to the opening to Save from Scrap. And then, um, and it's a nice revisit to the busy theme yes. um, as well. So, um, but right, you know, right at the beginning, we get into uh, Edward meeting Trevor here at the scrapyard. Yes. And, uh, and I like the flashback here as well. Uh, and we see Trevor in his, um, technically in his old form then, um, right, and now he's in his scrap form here, but really, that's just his new form at the end of the episode. Right, um, but this is a nice location to the scrapyard, um, and we see that a couple more times, and uh, and I think we touched on this in in Birdie's Chase, but I love this junction that they used in season two. Yes, uh, that Edward just passed through, and we see that used a lot throughout this season. We do, we do, yes. Uh, I, I particularly like the scrapyard set as well. I think it's an interesting set. There's a lot of things to look at in there. Of course, you know, Trevor being the focus of the episode. But um, but yes, it's it's very well done. And we did our introduction to the Vicar of Wellsworth. Right. Um, and again, similar to the Ellsbridge set for season two, they flipped the camera around and it looks like a completely different location. This one for for Wellsworth, so much of uh of season 2, they shoot Wellsworth coming uh 
coming from the opposite direction uh, as opposed to um, or rather showing an engine pulling into the station from more from the engine's point of view or the coach's point of view, right? as opposed to in season one, typically we just got an overhead shot uh, of them pulling into the station, uh, um, you know, from, from our point of view, if we were standing afar. Uh, so I, I like that. And we also get a side view of Wellsworth quite a bit right. in season two, uh, uh, one that stands out to me would be in um, uh, the disease. Right. Uh, when Bill and Ben are, are uh, puffing through there. So mm. I, I like this episode quite a bit. It's very, it's very educational, but it doesn't feel forced in a way that some episodes would possibly potentially feel because we learned quite a bit about what a traction engine does in this episode, you know, threshing corn, uh, sawing logs, uh, giving rides to children. Uh, it's it's a very informative episode, uh, you know, because if you know if you didn't know anything about traction engine, now you do. I agree, and I I think that um, Trevor's theme is one of the best new themes that Mike O'Donnell and Junior Campbell composed for season two. Yes, um, and one that was of course used later in season three. Uh, and season four and special attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice little episode there. And uh, I find the orchard set a bit more satisfying in season three when it's used in, uh, and James goes buzz, buzz. Yeah. Um, it's a bit, it's a bit wider. It's more colorful since, since in season two, the colors are so muted. Um, right. And more of that sepia tone. Uh, it's not as vibrant as it is in its uh, later appearance in, in season three, but um, yeah, I, t- I totally agree. But overall, a nice a nice episode. Um, not one of my ultimate favorites, no. but I would say it's it's still um, a good episode and a fair adaptation of the of the story from the from the railway series. One uh, one comment would be in uh, on George Carlin's narration. Yes. for that particular episode, I love his voice for Jim Cole. Me too. Um, it's a fun fun Southern accent. I, I, um, I was going to comment on that uh, in the episode. Actually, is uh, that George Carlin. He does some great voices, but his Jem Cole voice is one of my favorites in this episode. Absolutely. And I love his Trevor voice as well. Um, and uh, uh, just again, one of, one of the great uh, aspects of, of George Carlin's narration, just all the different voices right. that he that he used. And some of them quite un, un, uh, unexpected yes. for the different characters. So uh uh, particularly the Peter Lorre influence for Toad uh, right. that he used in, in season uh, season uh, three and four, right? More so, more so in four and Toad stands by than in any other episode. But right, but we'll get to those. We will in, in quite a while. Uh, <laughs> but, but yes, we will eventually get to those. All right. So our uh, next episode up here is Old Iron. Um, And of course, going into this, um, it is uh, it it does have um, a bit of a a pedigree, um, you know, in the fan community uh, over the years. It pretty much hasn't really changed. The opinion of this episode is is quite high. Um, And I would say that. uh, well, let's just watch it. And let's we watch. Can, uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. And uh, you can press play now. Yeah. Oh, 
once again, another episode opening with a different angle on Wellsworth. Right. Um, than, than we would have from, from season one, as we were mentioning in the previous commentary. Oh, yes. I, I, I do agree with what you're saying, though, uh, with what you said before we ever began this episode, that um, this... A particular episode does have a certain reputation amongst the fandom as as one of the highlights of the of of not only season two but of the series in general absolutely and uh this was an episode that I used to really enjoy as a as a child as well um one of the standout episodes for me as a kid from season two. And again, of course, at the time I didn't know that it was season two particularly, but, um, but it was one of the episodes that I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, And James has never really been my favorite character. I know that for some people, he is their favorite character. He's a very popular character in the fandom. Oh yeah. Not necessarily my favorite character, but I do, I do really um, enjoy this episode and, uh, and, uh, and I, I like the plot of the episode particularly. Um, and George Collins' narration for this episode as well is fantastic. He has this, his quiet tone in season two is quite interesting. And and this sequence here without music, as he's just rolling down the line and then they just talk, uh, uh, the crew members talk in the signal box right. is so calm. Uh, it's it's uh quite in, in, incongruous with the, the actual scenario that's going on at the time uh, <laughs> particularly so. particularly the bit with the signalman on the telephone he's like yes he's here all right i'll tell him and I, yes. something about that i always liked as a kid and i don't know why right um but that always just uh, something i I always really enjoyed something interesting too, and and could have pointed it out in a, in a previous episode, but something that they use a ton of in season two is the sound effect of wheels grinding on rails yes. or turning around. It's always in the background it is. Um, and it wasn't used very much in season one, if it was used at all. So, right. um, but that's used a ton in season two, almost every single episode, I, believe it I think has, has that sound. Yeah. Um, uh, but this is a, I love the way that James's theme turns into the the runaway theme here. Yes, um, that's great. very exciting and and uh, and uh, but just this chase sequence in particular features some really exciting uh, camera work and uh, and particularly later there's a there's a camera movement over the bridge over and then back under. Oh yeah. Um, that is uh, really exciting. This is a very exciting episode. And it's, it's funny because we've had now two chases within the last three episodes. Right now, Birdie's chase isn't that, isn't really that exciting. It's no. more just, uh, you know, it's, it's not uh, life or death like this, but yeah, uh, just there was that sweep over the bridge. And I, I love that. Um, and I love this close up here of the rope. I always, I always loved that as a, um, as a kid, especially the bit where uh, where he hooks the rope on the buffer beam, that's it's very very satisfying. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, just a, a great, a really great episode. Um, and uh, I'm not sure that I would put it in my top five favorite of all time, right? Uh, Thomas episodes, but that's not, that's not to say that it, 
that it can't be someone else's favorite. Um, no. And I would say that I love the the introduction of Crosby Station in season two. Yes. Um, and we I might have touched on it in our commentary on a cow on the line, but um, but I do love the use of this set throughout season two, and it kind of um, it was used more so for in place of what Wellsworth was used for more so in season one, or even. Um, some sequences that may have been at dry awe right. or, or the other angle on Ellsbridge um, in season one. So it, it kind of served that purpose, but um, yeah, but that's a nice ending to that um, where Edward says, you know, it'll be lovely not to clank. And then of course in the railway series, the payoff for that is that he goes to the works in the, um, in the beginning of the next book for little engines and he meets Scarlowy and then we're introduced to the Scarlowy engines. Right. Of course, in, in the TV series, he wouldn't go to the works until uh, the beginning of season four. Right. So, um, uh, but, uh, but that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> that's right. But it was a, it was a good episode. I think it was, it was really, really enjoyable and it's, it's just a fun episode. These, these first two that we've, comment that we've done commentaries on today are really are, are very good episodes again not necessarily you know in my top five of all of all episodes but you know it they are quite good definitely um and uh, what i also love about the beginning of the season um and we mentioned that really thomas is barely in season two but right. um but it is nice that they adapted all four stories in order from uh from edward the blue Engine. it is it's very uh, so it's 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 nice that they uh, that they just went through with that and um got four great stories and i think that that's one of uh the reverend w audrey's stronger books from his earlier days i would say um, so. on the on the cusp of his later days for sure the middle his middle period right really. um but uh but I think the stories in that book are are strong, with the exception of uh, I would say a cow on the line isn't as strong. But Birdie's Chase here from Scrap and Old Iron, especially, right. are quite strong. So the source material is there, and that and uh, as we you know we we sound like we're beating a dead horse a lot of the time, but really the the source material dictates the quality of the episode often, it does. especially with these early adaptations because they stuck so close to the uh, to the text. One of the things I find interesting about Edward the Blue Engine, and I'll get more into this because we'll eventually be doing railway series discussions, so I'll get more into it with this. But Edward the Blue Engine is one of the uh, books that has probably is in the running for the largest amount of either readings or voiceovers or adaptations, however you want to say it, because there's at least four that I can think of offhand. Uh, There's you know, Johnny Morris did one. Uh, Willie Rushton re-narrated it. And then, of course, it was adapted for the TV series. And Michael Angelis re-re-narrated it uh, when uh, a few years back when Hit was putting it, when Hit Entertainment was putting out uh, Railway Series books on on CD in uh, Pants of Three. Right, absolutely. I used to have those all on iTunes um, Ooh, nice. <laughs> way back, um, probably what, shortly after, right after I got into the fandom, actually, nice. um, I would say. Um, and um, uh, his narrations of the Railway Series stories were better than his narrations for the TV series at the time. Well, so, 
Uh, and part of that, again, and again, the source material dictates the quality. So the source material of the Railway series for him to narrate is, was a lot better than the scripts that he was having to read for the TV series at the time. Well, this was during uh, the Dark Ages. So... Season 8, Season 9 era of the show, Season 10. Right. Uh, so, um, But anyway, we'll move on to the next episode, yes. uh, which is A New Friend for Thomas. And <laughs> uh, this is based on a... Uh, was it an annual story? It's, is that an, it's, it's an annual story, uh, Thomas and Trevor. Right, and written by Christopher Audrey. It was. Um, so, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, get into it here, and you can go ahead and press play now. It's one of the few times that an annual story is actually adapted, because starting in season three, they adapted a bunch of magazine stories uh, but very few annual stories ever got adapted. I think this is one of the only ones that did. Right. Yeah. I, I don't recall. There may have been another one, but I don't. I don't think so. I think they were all magazine stories, which of course we didn't really uh, we didn't know until not that long ago. Maybe maybe it has been a couple years now. But yeah, that that Andrew Brenner had written a lot of <laughs> most the, of season the mag- three the magazine stories that were adapted for season three. Yes. Um, this episode, uh, not one of my favorites. No. Uh, not, I think a very good episode. Um, I like Trevor. Sure. I think Trevor is a nice character, but apart from the fact that he was going to be scrapped and then he was saved, really it's very hard to put Trevor in a story because there's no conflict. And of course, a lot of the, Thomas stories don't have a ton of conflict and that is a, can be seen as a flaw in their uh, construction. Um, and, uh, and I would say particularly the, some of the Christopher Audrey stories really lack, uh, lack conflict. Something interesting about this episode too, is that I believe Thomas wears the exact same face throughout the entire episode. I believe he uh, might. just this one, uh, he has this one uh, just dumb grin on his face yes. throughout the entire episode, even when something isn't really that good. <laughs> right. Um, it's nice that Thomas and he, uh, Thomas and Trevor have uh, a relationship in this episode. Sure. It's obviously forced because Thomas had to be, they needed more Thomas stories. Right. Um, so, uh, because as we mentioned, Thomas really is barely in this uh, in season. this season and and most of the episodes that he's in were specifically written for the series um so including this well i mean um, I, I mean at some point during the season he actually is he actually goes away for a few episodes yes it's to be mended but still he he is literally written out of for a few episodes right and now of course that was based on a railway ser- existing railway series story well so of that's course not, but you know not it's, to blame it's but. just amusing that you know you're you mentioned that and yes it is of course you know a railway series thing that does happen but i just find it amusing that you're right there is very little thomas in this season at all so much so much so that he gets written out at one point (laughs) uh Something else interesting too, uh, uh, Trevor's face, of course, doesn't have any eye mechanics. No. Um, And it's it's an odd face because it's kind of squashed um, and almost seems not in the standard Thomas style. Um, It's almost a a weird style. But I do like this little transition here where Trevor is puffing, well, he is puffing across the, uh, uh, the track, the tracks there at the crossing. And then as he, uh, 
he, he covers up the camera for a moment. And as he passes the camera, Thomas puffs in. Right. So it's a nice, it kind of hides that Thomas is puffing in there just a little bit. I do like this station. I like the, um, the, the yellow color of yes. the stone there. Um, and I also really particularly enjoyed that they used that set for name boards uh, for the newer C- season two characters. Right. Uh, in uh, for uh, various U.S. Uh, and U.K. VHS releases. So um, uh, I and I always enjoyed this Napford Harbor set right. as well. Um, and, see, and here's that season one music as well. Um, yeah, I don't think we ever heard again in uh, in season two at all. I don't think uh, so. again. I don't think so. And not in season, and certainly not in any other season. So this might be the last time that that little piece of music is heard. Right now, here this one is stock footage from uh, from Save from Scrap. But the scene before this has evidence of exactly what you're talking about, Thomas. We we have now watched it, so we can confirm Thomas has one face for the entire episode, because there's the scene where Trevor is looking very sad and bemoaning the fact that he has to go back home because he's had so much fun, and Thomas still has a very you know it's, he's still grinning. Yeah, I just don't I don't understand it. No, um, uh, and uh, it's just such a strange uh, the fact that trevor has more faces in this episode than, <laughs> than thomas is 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 really saying something it so, is uh I, i'm i'm not quite sure what happened there no um why he they left his face like that for the entire episode but uh right uh just uh quite quite strange i do like that little spot though um where we were towards the end of the episode, um, not the last scene, but the scene just before right. this, the piece of stock footage from uh, the pre, uh, from Save from Scrap, uh, that little roadway, and then Thomas below. And I particularly remember that that was the used for the back cover of the Daisy VHS. Yes, it was in the U.S. Um, since this episode was was on that uh, that uh, that tape, I believe. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, but there's some nice things in this episode. I enjoy watching Trevor pull the uh, the pilings across the beach. Yes. Um, and like I said, I enjoy Trevor. I enjoy Terrence. Sure. I, yeah, I enjoy Birdie. I, I enjoy the road characters. Um, totally. But in general, this episode really falls flat. It does. Um, nothing really happens. There's really no conflict. Um, it was clearly written just to feature Thomas uh, in an episode. And... Um, and it shows, I, I think it's definitely one of the weaker episodes of this season and of the, the classic series in general, I would say. It's it's yes. one of the, the weakest episodes of the first five seasons. I, I would agree. And I think um, with, with, with this story, of course, like you said, was written by Christopher Audrey for an annual and then adapted for the TV series. It almost feels like it was another episode written at the request of management uh just you know it just has that feel to it and i think that i actually like christopher audrey and i think some of his writing is pretty decent but i think when his writing is not great it's because it was you know it's a story it's not a story that he wants to tell it's a story that he's basically being forced to tell because you know at the time it was in the contract that unless one of the audreys had written it it could not be used um, at least for seasons one and two. And so 
with a lot of the episodes that particularly Christopher, because Christopher wrote several episodes specifically for the TV series, the fact that he was forced, almost forced to use Thomas and almost forced to write some of these episodes, it kind of shows because in the episodes, in, in the stories, in the Railway Series stories and the adaptations of, a, of other Railway Series stories he's done where he's not forced to write a story by studio mandate, He's actually a decent writer, but yeah. Right. I, I would agree. The The episodes that were adapted from his work for season four are much better, yes. um, such as uh, Special Attraction right. and Mind That Bike and Fish. Yes. So um, those three in a row mm-hmm. uh, in uh, were quite a bit better than the stories that he was forced to write for season two. Right. Not to say that they're not good, it just, the writing is different. You know, it, it shows that, yes, this is a story that Christopher wrote, and I'm sure that he was happy to have a job in writing at the time, of course. But I, I can sort of tell that it's not the story that he really wanted to tell, you know? So, but maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know Christopher Audrey. He seems like a nice person from what I've heard, but I don't know. That's just my opinion. No, no, absolutely. But not, not to slack him off. No, in, of course in not. Any, in any way, but no. just, uh, just these, these, the episode, the stories that were adapted for season two that he wrote are not strong. Yeah, exactly. Not as strong, at least. So, all right. Well, that was Thomas and Trevor. So yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, uh, it was something. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it was something. That's for sure. Uh, as we said, not not a great episode, but um, but we did cover two other uh, one good episode and one great episode. Yeah. So um, it all balances out in it the does. end. But uh, these are our commentaries for today. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Talking Thomas One, Talking Thomas Podcast. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Talking Thomas, and you can also find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And uh, thank you for listening. Yes, thanks. <laughs>